Hello, everybody, and welcome to Untether.tv. I'm your host and founder, Rob Woodbridge. Well, there is a craze going on right now. I think it's more than a craze. It is an epidemic, and uh, it is something that I am looking forward to, and I have been looking forward to for a couple of years now, is this epidemic of beacons and nodes and sensors and things that attach to things that give you readings and analytics and data. And a few, maybe a month or so ago, uh, we covered a great little company uh, called Sense, on This Week in Location-Based Marketing, and I tracked down Rafi, who is the founder and CEO of Sense. They're the makers of Mother, which is a very cool, very, very, very cool set of products and suite of uh, analytics and dashboards that we're going to get into. Um, and Rafi is, is located in Paris. He says he's spending a lot of time uh, traveling between Paris and China, where he's having his product manufactured. He's been doing this for four years or longer. We're going to find out what it is, why it's so important, and why him, why his company, some of the lessons that he's learned, maybe some of the tools that he's used, and certainly the you know a little bit forward thinking about what he's going to be doing with this company. So I'm going to bring in Rafi right now. Rafi, thank you. I'm glad we could connect finally. This is great. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, it's my it's my pleasure. You know, um, certainly I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of of this world that we're entering. Obviously, you are as well. Of uh, and I'm, we're entering it as consumers, but you've been involved in this for so long. But why don't you why don't you talk about um, what what sense is, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about mother, and then I want to get a sense of how you got here. Uh, well, actually, I'm uh, I'm involved in what we call uh, the Internet of Things for ten years now. I, I previously founded a company called Violet in 2003 with this idea that uh, everything should be connected to the internet. And back then we started by, uh, I mean, we wanted to show that really everything could be connected and we started by connecting rabbits. So the first thing we done back then was this thing. Like real rabbits? Oh, yes. Like the internet. The, the first internet connector that the idea was if you can connect rabbits then you can really connect everything so it, it was kind of a statement as much as a, as a, an actual product and it was cute and, and it was a cool way to, to introduce people to 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 life after PC, what life after PCs could be uh, so sense is the the, the the following season of this uh, of this uh, quest to the Internet of Things, uh, things have matured a lot. Uh, when we were talking about connecting uh, everyday objects to the Internet back in 2003, 2006, everybody thought that we were crazy. This was even before the iPhone, so it was really, uh, people thought that, that, that this is, I mean, we have PCs, why do we need more than a PC? And um, so uh, since then, the, the the thing seems more obvious. I mean, lots of people are convinced that this is going to happen and lots of products are, are coming out and, and things are accelerating. Uh, but the what we have done with Sense is to to jump to the the second level of the the, the of that because we were there for IoT one or what was for us IoT one one and uh, and the idea behind Sense is uh, how does it scale? How do we do we make that possible on a large scale? Because it's it's kind of easy to make one device uh, and connect it to the web, uh, and then do another and then another. But this doesn't change the world. I mean, if this thing called the Internet of Things is going to be the next big thing, I mean, the third wave after we had the web in the 90s and then we had the, the, 
the the mobile inter mobile internet in the 2000 or 2010 uh, if the internet of things is going to be the the third big big wave of the internet it's not a matter of having just three or four more gadgets in your life uh, in your life because this doesn't really make a change i mean it's good for the few startups that are doing activity trackers but this is not a game changer uh, it means that people are going to have lots and lots of connected stuff and lots of uh, applications and uses uh, of these things so so how do you get there how do you make that possible and and what are the the key uh, elements for letting that uh, happen so we didn't want it to to make the take one random object and connect it to have that one added to the catalog of connected object. We, we tried to, 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 to think really in depth about two things. First, what, uh, how does it look from the user standpoint to, to live with uh, plenty of connected stuff and what changes and what makes that possible? And uh, from the, the ecosystem standpoint, how do we make sure that there will be lots and lots of people uh, creating uh, new stuff related uh, to objects which are not actual objects uh, but might be uh, services uh, or uh, or applications or you call it whatever you, you like it uh, connected to to objects because lots of people whatever their industry is i mean even if you sell hats and jeans and and mineral water or pet food have done uh, websites, have done uh, mobile apps, and how are they going to, to play in this new area of uh, connected devices? Are they going to turn into electronic companies? Is everybody going to, to be an electronic company? If your business is in making jeans, what you want is selling more jeans or making your products better or make your customers more happy, but it's not about making electronic devices that sit on the side of the devices uh, of your actual product. Uh, so how do you imagine that this could be possible and you could have everybody, whatever is uh, what its business is, playing it, playing the game and, and benefiting from this revolution. Otherwise, it's not going to be a revolution. You will have like uh, 10, 20, 100 players that are doing new gadgets, but uh, uh, maybe this is going to, to save Best Buy, but it's, it's not <laughs> going to change the world. I don't think anything can save Best Buy at this point, but you're right. Yeah, I mean, there there is a, it seems like right now this industry, the Internet of Things, I mean, it, it, it's so broad and encompassing and everybody kind of throws everything into this pile of called, you know, called the, called the Internet of Things. But it is, it, it seems so diverse, but everybody seems to be chasing a wrist or, a, you know, a, your glasses or a necklace or your neck or, you know, or, or your shoe. Um, it, this is obviously in the first stage and you've been doing this for 10 years, uh, working with the connected devices. I, I mean, how far along are we in our thinking around the Internet of Things? Do we really understand what it is and what it, what it should be? Or are we still in the kind of commercial viability trying to figure out what it is? Yeah, I think you have both. You have uh, some part of naive thinking and other people who are taking this as an opportunity. So if you are uh, opportunistic, there are probably lots of devices you can make and sell them today and don't care about what the Internet of Things is going to be since people are wanting to, to buy, I don't know, activity trackers and, and 
and and cool gadgets that just do a few tricks and and you're sure i mean it's more the internet of christmas presents than the internet <laughs> of things uh, it's true i'm going to use that that's going to be the title the internet of christmas presents uh, but, but I mean, when you when you think about it, what di what differentiates what you guys are doing from from the the, the folks that are putting things on wrists? Uh, first, because we don't believe that um, that you need to have one device and uh, for one function, and this thing doesn't scale. Uh, I mean, if if you we, we we take back the process, I mean, the thinking process we went through. Uh, to, to get into what, what, what we're doing. The idea was uh, what changes if we want people to have 50 or 100 devices at home. So the, the first thing was, do we believe that people are going to buy 50 to 100 devices at $200 or $100 and $200 a pop for every need they have, one for their dog, one for, their, for every window, uh, one for everything? And are there... Uh, as many needs in our daily lives that are worth a dedicated uh, object. Um, uh, and we thought that no, that the, 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 the model that suited best, this, the paradigm that, that suited best the, these things was the, the mobile app uh, paradigm where you download uh, an application and you use it uh, for a couple of hours, a couple of minutes or a lifetime and uh, it serves as a need. It might be a very short or it might be just a, a ridiculous need, but you, I mean, nobody cares because it, it costs a few nickels and, and, and you have it and you're not supposed to have it. But if you apply that to hardware, there are very few needs and, and pieces of hardware that, that deserve that. Uh, then, you know, on, from, on a practical standpoint, uh, if you have 50 or 100 devices, you will, uh, you will get the problem of the, the, the big, big bottleneck, which is the motivation of users. Mm -hmm. So when people had uh, the number of devices is scarce, like you have a PC and an iPhone and a, I don't know. Um, a tablet, a, a television. Or whatever, and then a tablet. Uh, devices are scarce, so you are motivated like to, to charge batteries every day, which is uh, uh, something you cannot do if you have 50 or 100 uh, devices. You cannot, uh, you cannot think of pushing a button on your device to synchronize data with the, with the, with the cloud, and you cannot do that a hundred of times. Even think of learning how devices work. Because you can do that when you have a few devices with which you interact on a very regular basis. But you have, the more devices you have, the, the, the less you're going to interact directly with the devices. And you don't have to, you, you cannot even want to learn how they work. And even easy to use is not easy enough. Uh, you just need to, to ignore them completely. And, and, and the human um, machine interface completely disappears because the machine dis disappears and you just have... Uh, normal behavior. Um, uh, things like programming devices cannot scale if you want. To, if you need more things, uh, I mean, when people uh, program their, uh, I don't know, their, their garden watering uh, installation, was saying, well, you need to to water the garden between such and such, uh, between I don't know, uh, four and five, etc. Uh, you do it once and then you forget how you do it and you never do it again. 
Imagine doing that with lots of devices telling this, these are our, our habits, this is what we want. You're, not, you're never going to do that, or you're going to do that once and it's going to change and life and habits and routines are going to change and one day it's not going to, to be accurate and you will let it go because you're not motivated enough to change. So motivation is a very, very important key issue. So if you look at all the devices that are out there on the market, most of them rely on the fact that you are motivated enough to first charge the batteries uh, every couple of weeks, if not less, that you are are going to push a button or do something to synchronize it with your Bluetooth phone, that you are going to launch the, 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 the app on, the, uh, on your iPhone and do lots of things. I mean, create, they create new routines into your life just because you have the device. And introducing new routines in people's lives uh, is, uh, is the hardest thing to do. I mean, you cannot, uh, I mean, this is the real bottleneck. You can solve a lot of technical problems in life, but changing people's routines on a, on a, on a, uh, on a long period of time is, uh, is something you, you, you will not be able to do. And, and finally, from a marketing standpoint, and if you want to measure things uh, in, in people's life, uh, for, uh, uh, you don't want to have the device standing in the way and, uh, and altering what you are measuring. Are you, are you measuring uh, the, the routine the device had created? Or are you, are you sure you're just getting the full picture that is unaltered by what you are taking? So is, uh, I mean, there's a difference between making a selfie and, and having a camera taking a picture of you whenever you're not uh, expecting it. Uh, you're, you're not expecting Right. Uh, if you want to have accurate data, data must be must be measured on long periods of time, uh, uh, with significant and non-significant moments uh, in your life, so that you can know what is normal and what is not normal. You don't have, need to have peaks and, and lows and nothing in the middle. So all these are uh, the the facts we 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 thought about by making what we're doing. So. So, so I don't know if we have solved all the problems, but we got as close as we could. Yeah, I mean, what, one of the sentences that struck me when I went through your website, obviously, was this blend into users' lives without requiring any attention. And I think that's what you've just described, which is, I, I love the way that you've done that, which is, you know, you take the good and the bad. You don't only just showcase the good or the, the you know, when you strap on something on your wrist, um, you have the... Does your behavior change? I think that's a fascinating approach to this is that, um, you know, I do, I don't look very good when I wake up in the morning. I don't take selfies in the morning, right? It's the same kind of concept, but you, you gotta you gotta balance that out. But I mean, how long did it take? You guys have been doing this for four years in production for for the, these this suite of uh, services and products. I, I mean, how much has this evolved over those four years as you've watched this industry kind of flourish and go down a path that might not be the ultimate path, but is a step towards something called the Internet of Things. How have things changed? Uh, I mean, we we have made lots of changes because uh, the, the the project had matured enough uh, a lot since the, the beginning, and then we had lots of technical problems getting where we wanted to to to. To, to get and uh, we saw all the other products coming and it showed also uh, uh, I mean some of them really reinforced us in what we were thinking I mean when you see a connected fork 
<laughs> you see, why do you need a connected fork? I mean, this this this, this is my personal favorite connected fork. I mean, not that it is useless. I mean, having a fork that teaches you to to eat uh, more slowly, um, etc. It, it makes sense. But do you need to buy a fork at I don't know how it, uh, how uh, what's the actual price is. This is something you need probably for a week or a couple of weeks and just to, to get used to eating more slowly. Maybe you would do the exercise a couple of times a year, but you don't need to buy the hardware mm. uh, uh, for that. And, and, and I mean, it doesn't go into a washing machine and you need to connect it by USB to your computer and, and all these things. Just, I mean, who is going to do that more than two times? So, um, so, so the more, um, because when we started, there were really quite a, a few devices. I mean, uh, uh, but now there are really plenty of them. And, and uh, the more we did things went on, the more we were convinced that uh, making versatile sensors that could adapt and where you don't, uh, you, you, uh, you don't take for granted that people are going to need that, and and, and uh, is uh, I mean this is what, what what happened. Now you know it's interesting because um, like I, I I wear one of these. I'm a fit guy. Like I I, I do I I subscribe very much to a a, a a very fit lifestyle. Good food, exercise, that kind of stuff. So this is not a stretch for me, right? To be able to wear it and commit to something like this. Um, but you know, it's interesting. I wonder now because you know maybe I, I could only wear this for a week to draw attention to the fact that I should be doing more physical activity, more walking, change of behavior. So I park further from the office and I walk further. I go upstairs instead of elevators. But maybe that does take a week to get into my head and then I don't need this anymore. And that's the fundamental theory behind what you guys are building is that well, when this is done and I don't need it anymore, I've just spent $200 or whatever it cost and I put it on a shelf never to be worn again. Or maybe in another six months, I put it on for another week for an adjustment, but it, it's useless. Well, it sits there. And what Sense does is you, you take those sensors and you move it onto the next thing that needs to be changed and the next things that need to be monitored. And, you know, the example is, you know, you want to find out, I've seen this on your website, want to find out how, how often your kids and for how long your kids brush your teeth, right? But you don't need to know that every day of their entire life. You need it to be able to make sure that they're doing it properly, right? Yeah, the way we handled the the, the, the teeth problem, we, we also didn't want it something where you, I mean, you, you, you're pushing your, your children too, too hardly. The, the idea was that you, 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 you organize championships, toothbrushing championships. So you turn that into a game, and you play the game for a couple of weeks, and and, and everybody gets excited. Everybody in the family plays the, the 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 toothbrushing game, and it's fun for a couple of weeks, and then you you get to something else, or somebody else writes a, a new app for uh, for toothbrushes, and it makes the toothbrushing exciting again in a couple of weeks, and you play that game too. But it doesn't need to be one toothbrush with one program and one way of and a model and a model of education and a model of how you need to handle your, your children. You need to have one toothbrush and lots of people who offer lots of applications for toothbrushes 
and and you play with i mean the same way as you 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 deal with your iphone i mean you 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 upload a game and you you are completely addicted for six months and then you move to something else and yeah. you, and other games are not as addictive and you you play for a couple of days or hours and etc and, it, and it's the surest way that we can get to uh, the, the 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 growl of the uh, of application, which is the killer app. I mean, the uh, I mean, the, there is no way somebody, someone, no matter how smart, can sit and say, "Hey, let's find a killer app today." You're not going to find it. The the, the only way is to do it by trial and error, and and this is how the web works, and this is how everything works since the beginning of humanity, and. Um, and so if we need to do that, we need to make an open platform uh, to try all sorts of applications and some of them would be great ideas and maybe one or over a million would be the killer app of, for toothbrushes. Uh, uh, but you cannot do that by making a hardware for every, I mean, you cannot make a million hardware uh, and 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 make them put them on containers on boats and, and and realize after three years that this it wasn't such a great idea and and started all over again i mean the cycles for hardware and software are not the same no and, and you know it's so fascinating the way that you've approached this and i, I mean was this always your approach which was yeah. listen i mean it, it has been from the get-go this is what you've decided that you wanted to do Yes. Yeah, and, and, and that is so unique in this industry, right? Because everybody is 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 now vying for a, a limb, and you're saying, look, we don't need a, a you know an internet connected fridge, right? What we need is a sensor on the fridge for a few days or a few months before it it, it serves its purpose, and then it moves on to the cupboard, right? Or something to that extent, right? Which is basically yeah. And who's going to decide that? Uh, toothbrushes or coffee machines deserve a sensor or deserves to be connected. Right. I mean, if there are uh, a couple of hundred of people who think that they need to connect, I don't know, your uh, nail clipper, uh, so they have the right of having a connected nail clipper. Um, and if someone writes an application for that, that's good enough. Uh, and you are not going to judge that this is a crucial problem. There are millions of people suffering for that, and, and this is a serious problem. So it deserves to have a, a dedicated device. And in some cases, the problem is done in the opposite way. I mean, since we know that you cannot uh, sell a device for less than $200 because of distribution costs and margins and stuff like that, so you start making things worse than 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 they are. I mean, I, I just bought a, a, a Bluetooth uh, toothbrush, uh, and the, the the website said if you don't wash your teeth, you're going to get cancer. Uh, <laughs> because their problem is not that you need to wash your teeth. I mean, everybody knows that you need to brush your teeth, but the, the, their problem is that how can I convince you to pay two hundred dollars for things, and and unless you get cancer, you're not going to have pay two hundred dollars. So everything to give cancer now because everybody wants you to pay $200 for their device. And, and so every, I mean, the Internet of Things is probably going to cure cancer. <laughs> Just $200 at a time, right? Exactly. <laughs> and we'll be decked out in full, full sensors. I mean, how did you, like when you, when you went out with this idea very early on, um, I mean, how are you shaping this without 
Like this is this is coming from your head. Are you doing user testing? Are you playing around with this? And and um, and and what's the feedback that you're receiving from from your theories here? Uh, I mean, since we have started to to, I mean, you mean at the beginning or since we have uh, announced the product? Since you've announced the product, I mean, what, I mean, I mean, the, the, yeah, it's huge. It it is even awful. I mean, the the kind of uh, uh, reactions we, we we're having for uh, for this and. Well, there are the naysayers who say, uh, well, and they are right, it is actually uh, easier to sell a hammer than a Swiss uh, army knife. Uh, and of course, I mean, we have these problems with mother. When you sell a bathroom, connected bathroom scale, it's much easier to sell because everybody knows what it is. Plus, it does uh, an extra feature, which is a useful feature. This is a cool product, and, and it's it's an easy sell. From so, from a marketing and from a business perspective, for the company that may, makes it, it's a very good idea. Um, and uh, but I mean, we have done something that is harder than what other uh, one-trick pony uh, devices do from from a selling point but we believe this is true i mean i mean this is the right i mean we wanted to do something we believed in so who are you selling it to are you selling it to average people are you selling it to developers are you selling it as a way into for, you know to test products for developers um to to understand maybe that you do need a, a you know a, an internet connected uh, nail clipper uh, for now, we are selling it to a lot of people who are pre-ordering on our website, but we don't know who the, the, these okay. guys are. Uh, some of them are companies, uh, so that we can tell uh, from their names, etc., that the, they are companies and, and are, or people who are willing to, uh, to, 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 to develop applications on them. Uh, yep. Uh, plus, we are receiving lots of email from people who are waiting for the for the API and 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 become partners and developers. Plus, we are meeting lots of uh, companies and brands who want to make uh, uh, connected devices. So, so, we, but for now, we are mainly focusing on first making the device. I mean, we need to 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 make them done and go on the market and let. I mean, uh, the, everybody have one, uh, and then we're going to open the API, which uh, to let more and more developers uh, come in. Um, our, our main problem being not that we don't want developers to come in. This was, I mean, the idea from day one, uh, and and we have uh, developed all the APIs and everything from day one and we are using them as if we were a, a, a third party so to test that the, everything works okay the, our problem is that we are a small company and we want to 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 have a look on the quality of products or, or the apps that get that are available at least at the in the first period so so we are going to open up little by little to make sure that that uh, People who are using the API are doing good stuff, and then that we are getting quality apps for uh, for the device. And then the more and more you get, probably the the, the ratio of good and bad gets uh, a bit worse. But but I mean, it takes a lot of resources to to check for the quality of everything that is done. So, I mean, what were some of the, uh, I mean, I, I like that approach, right, which is to make sure that you're using, you're using it yourselves 
and building with it so that you can learn the lessons that you need in order to be able to hand these off to the developers. I think that's a very good approach. You're building a platform, ultimately, of connected uh, nodes. Um, and and I, I love that idea. And I, I know that my listeners and viewers love that idea. But what were some of the technical challenges that you've been having or that you've had over the years to be able to get this to market? You said that you, like you went down a path that wouldn't work. Uh, was it a matter of the fact that you had to wait for the technology to arrive to you for what you wanted to do? Or, or did you just expect too much? Uh, but the first thing was that you generally expect that existing technology is going to solve your problems. So you lose a lot of time uh, trying everything that exists. <laughs> um, one of the, the main things that were important for us was the battery issue. Right. I mean, I mean the basic, uh, I mean, non-negotiable feature um, of the device was uh, it has to be uh, as much as possible uh, uh, blended in people's life. So uh, we want a long battery life and we wanted to be able to uh, make uh, guesswork about what the user is saying. So, so asking the user to push a button at certain periods to say, now I'm going to bed, now I'm waking up and now I'm doing this. Uh, are not issues. So, so the, the the real thing was how can I make a device that blends in people's lives for long enough periods of time so that we, you are sure that you're going to gather so much data at, in the first period that this is you're going to have them interested because the, the the problem is that when you have few data it's not really meaningful and and people are uh, doesn't have any incentive to 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 keep on doing right. this so you need to to, to lower the, the the threshold of motivation so that you can have lots of data and then people see really the value of what you're doing so the, from there starting from there uh, we started to look at every available technology mainly networking technologies from Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, ZigBee, Z-Wave, and 6LowPan. These are all the things we, we have considered. And none of them did the job. So the first two were two, uh, uh, were uh, uh, not energy efficient. Uh, so, uh, so this was an easy choice. Things like uh, Zigbee and Z-Wave were made to, to really work on, on sensors who last for years and more, had the problem of not being chatty enough uh, and of being really true, true tight. I mean, there, are, there is nothing made for describing how somebody brushes his teeth. So this is not described in the profiles in Zigbee. So um, the second thing, these devices are made for these protocols are made for devices that do very little talking. They send just binary information saying uh, door open or not. This is 24. It's 75 degrees and and very uh, limited devices. Whereas when someone takes his medicine, you need to sell the lots of data to make sure that the shape of the movement can be analyzed and to be sure to, to tell that it is actually someone taking a medicine and not just moving the, the pill box on the kitchen counter. So and, and so so we were much more verbose than what the, the protocols were made for. 
Then we went for uh, 6-Lopan and we co-found that IPv6 was cool and uh, etc. So we worked two years. We actually made the, the first version of all the devices in 6-Lopan. In and then we realized that the devices made in 6-Lopan just costed three times the price of the something if you do it something in another way. And how can you justify people to say, well, I'm... I'm measuring the temperature in your kitchen, but it costs just three times more than somebody else because it's made in IPv6. Um, and so we decided what is absolutely non-kosher, that let's make our own protocol that will tell exactly what we wanted, when we wanted, that is energy efficient, that is chatty enough, and that does exactly what we want to do. So this is what we have done. So, I mean, I got to ask, I mean, it seems... Uh, that process is amazing, right? Because I think that that's what, what that's a sequence that many entrepreneurs go through, and then they stop short of deciding that they're going to do their own thing, right? Um, and and you know this could never have, you could have, I'm, I'm sure you could have constructed a product that would have done sixty percent of what you had hoped it would do in an efficient way, maybe a cost-effective or a battery-efficient or a data-efficient way. Um, and, and I think maybe I'm I'm speculating here is that. Um, do you think that there's a challenge here where, where there's a, a whole set of entrepreneurs that are out there that are building kind of minimum viable products to that extent, right? Where it's like, we're 60% there and that's good enough. Um, as opposed to what you guys did, which was, uh, okay, you got to 60% there and then you said, that's not good enough. Is that the difference between creating a revolutionary platform and or creating one that is just going to satisfy a user for a little while and die off? Like you explained that game. That you know, you play for a couple of days yeah, and then you're bored. It depends what what's there in the the remaining forty percent. I mean, if in that forty percent there is your key belief, which is uh, um, uh, we don't want to change people's routines. I mean, we we don't want to to uh, to to have people change their routine to work with Bluetooth, but we want Bluetooth to work for people's routines. And and this was the the main belief. And and maybe you have done. 80% of the work, but you have not solved this one, then you're not there yet. Is that where you started with a, that belief and then you work backwards from there? Yeah, the idea was we don't want to connect objects, we want to connect people's lives. This is not about connecting objects, we, objects need to disappear and we want people just brushing teeth, make, putting pajamas and going to bed, walking the streets and I mean doing the normal thing and what we, we wanted to, to we don't believe in minority report like things where where the future is seen as uh, people doing all sorts of new tricks to just keep on talking to machines i mean the the real uh, sense of history is that at some point we stopped talking to machines um, i mean there was a time where talking to machines was very complicated and 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 uh, and so people, I mean, only a few people were able to talk to machines. This was the first day, days of, of computing. Then we found kind of found a common ground uh, with, with uh, uh, GUIs and stuff where, I mean, they got metaphors. And, and, and so we, we were on a common ground and we started talking. But now we need to, 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 to move uh, forward and let them understand us. And we don't need to talk to machines. Uh, is that why is that why you call it mother? Like, is it because it's it's kind of all seeing, all knowing? Um, it knows what you're up to before you even know that it knows that what you're up to. Uh, there are plenty of reasons why we called it mother. 
one of the reasons was that, uh, well, the, the first thing we have made 10 years ago was called Nabastag, um, which means rabbit in Armenian. So, uh, and everybody was asking why this is, why a name in Armenian and, and who speaks Armenian anyway. So, uh, I do, I mean, that's my mother tongue, so I do. Enough said, right? Yes. Yeah. So, well, I decided that this is going to be a word in English and a word everybody knows and the thing everybody has one, uh, so everybody has a mother, uh, uh, I mean, or have had a mother, yep. uh, so it, it needed to be very obvious. And then we had the, the, this problem I was talking about earlier, which is the, the Swiss knife and, and marketing problem. The problem when you make a device uh, that does uh, several things, it's that it, it is hard to explain. Um, uh, I mean, when you do bathroom scale, it's called a bathroom scale. Uh, or if you make a thermostat, it's called a thermostat. But how do you call the thing that does lots of things? So, so you need a metaphor to, to describe um, all sort of things, some kind of unifying metaphor. So the mother metaphor was uh, was very well suited for two things. It was the, the mother of all things, and 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 the figure of the the actual mom uh, that is a non-specialized person. Uh, so she's uh, she's not the 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 security guard of your home. She's not your nurse. Uh, she's not your I don't know your gardener or but she's all of this at the same time. So she so you are in the middle. Uh, and I mean I mean in this idealized mother. I don't know if yeah people really have this kind of mothers. But I mean in the in the, in the idealized figure of of mother, she takes care of everything in your life because you are the center of her world. So anything you need, she will do. And and if your need changes, she will adapt to that. So this was the better metaphor to explain what we wanted to do, which is something, uh, things you care about that can change from one day to the other. It's not because you care for your house that you don't care for your health. It's not because you care for, I mean, never believe this, this segmentation you have in, in devices where you have home automation stuff on one side and you have fitness, like people who, who are caring about their fitness don't have a home and people <laughs> who have a home don't care about their fitness. And so um, when you are in the center, I mean, you, we put the user in the, in the middle and, and I mean, every marketing firm says that. But, uh, but really, I mean, you, you have uh, needs very mundane or critical and you choose what it is and this is the, the role of a mom to take care of that. Well, you know what, uh, Rafi, that sounds exactly like my mom uh, was, and it, I'm sure it sounds like everybody's mother out there. It, it absolutely, it, it is that perception. It, the name resonated with me, obviously. I mean, it, I think it, it's a very interesting approach to what you're doing with, with the product. How, how do you see this? I don't even know how to ask this because it's so broad. Uh, you know, how does how does how does mother evolve, right? I mean, what 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 is success for you guys? Like, is it a million sensors? Is it is it uh, really close? Um, you know, invisible human uh, to computer interactions. It, I mean, how, how what does the future look for you guys? What do you hope happens? Uh, well, I can tell you about our roadmap, which is making uh, mother and more sensors in the, that adapt in all areas and that need all to be versatile and to, to, to have a, an ecosystem of people developing things in, in, in people's life. Um, 
and and we want to, there to be lots and lots of apps. I mean, we are in the hardware business, but we want and this is meant to let people have lots of apps because this is going to change people's life. Uh, this is what is going to make their your daily life. Uh, uh, more fun because you have a new app when you you do this your daily tasks and 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 things are uh, easier nicer more serene or or everything so this is all a matter of uh, getting more apps and you choose and you change I and mean, so at some uh, uh, stage we hope we'll do nothing more than uh, do sensors but uh, this is the, the the idea what so how do you how do you convince developers to, to uh, choose your now platform we don't have to convince developers we have too many uh, requests oh, ever, everywhere for from developers so we really don't need to convince anybody I mean since we we, we announced the product at CS we are uh, I mean, we are actually overwhelmed by everything, by distributors, by developers, by everybody who wants to become our friends, and, and, <laughs> and, and, and we are completely overwhelmed by everything. So it's, uh, it's, this is why we, I mean, we have a priority list. The, the focus is make the product, get the product out, and, and then move to the, the, the next stages. So you, you've been validated. Yeah, I mean... Beyond what you expected, or did you expect this kind of reaction from the community? Uh, beyond my expectations, and, well, there there are there were a few reactions I still didn't understood, uh, mainly from Americans. Uh, <laughs> I'm Canadian, just so you know. It's okay to talk about Americans. Uh, because we had a lot of people, I mean, no, not, uh, I mean, in certain... Uh, blogs and stuff. Who found that the, the fact that you made, we made a mother was was uh, was creepy? Uh, who found that the 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 name or the form creepy? Uh, and which nobody else in the world is finding. I mean, it's uh, it's, it's nurturing. Japanese like it and Germans like it. Not talking from f from Frenchmen because well, this is biased because we are in France. But if you take Japanese and, and Germans, they don't, they don't have a problem with the product being called mother, but we only have this problem with, with uh, young male uh, Americans. That's <laughs> funny. I wonder why that is. That's a whole other show, isn't it? To understand, to decipher the mother issues, the, the mama issues of American young males. Um, yeah. What about, uh, my, my last, uh, you know, I, I want to leave on a, on a uh, on a you know on a different kind of question here. Is that uh, you know what kind of books have have you read or have you gone through that have influenced your thinking? Is, are there any titles or any things that you can pass on that that kind of encapsulate your your approach to this? Well, I, I cannot talk about one single book because the, well, the way I, I read is very special. I buy lots and lots of books. I have uh, about two hundred books that I'm reading uh, right now, because the way I read books is that I take book sequence, I, I read 30 minutes of every book. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so uh, the idea is to, to, to mix the ideas all together and not to be trapped into one thing. So do you have all sort of things? I mean, these are not novels, actually, they're all uh, nonfiction. Right. Uh, but it, well, uh, we have been 
quite influenced by people like Kevin Kelly very much for a long, long time. Uh, this guy has changed my life. Uh, um, Daniel Dennett, uh, Steven Pinker. Uh, but, I mean, they're not directly related to technology. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, I wouldn't get the sense, speaking to you, Rafi, that, that this was that this is a technology-led research project. This is much more, as you said, it's, uh, the reason I asked that question is fascinating to, to think like what, what your, your approach is so different from, from what I see in the industry in North America predominantly and bits and pieces of Europe. So I, I'm just looking to try to figure out where that comes from because, and, and you've just described it, is that you're taking samples from everything you possibly can and bringing it in and formulating your own ideas based on what your, what, what your intake. There's heavily influenced and then there's also cr- charting a path and I think that what you're doing is charting a path yeah I mean there's this question everybody asks is what you what problem are you trying to solve uh, well generally they expect you to solve just one small problem well we're trying to solve the problem of the internet of things so- <laughs> just a small problem just I love it. Well, you notice I didn't ask that because I don't think it fits in here, right? Is that like you're you're solving a problem that there isn't isn't a problem to be solved at this point? I think that what you're doing is you're 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 trying to. I, I, I mean, I, it's why it's so, so fascinating. This is that you're you're trying to solve a thousand problems, but you're trying to do it without uh, without intervention, without me having to do anything. You're you're trying to solve problems that way by just putting sensors on things that you think are ne- that I think are necessary to put sensors on for a little bit of time and then moving on, which I think is a fascinating approach. Thank you. Oh, but man. just a little bit of background to that explains that this approach is that, well, now this is not my first company. And, and uh, back in the 90s, I founded the very first internet company here in France. So, uh, and it was quite comparable to what we're doing here. Uh, so I was there at the very, very early ages, days of the of the web, where there were, I mean, like a handful of websites and and, uh, and stuff. And I I see I saw how things emerge. I mean, how you have nothing and and what makes it possible to have this 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 huge development of everybody getting into the game and playing things. And and things were not turning the same way in this Internet of Things thing. So, so I tried to also to 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 recreate the same kind of openness or uh, and 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 capacity to 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 multiply that we found in on the web in the 90s. Uh, that uh, and that made the web what it was, what it became. Uh, so this is it. I you know it's a great approach. I I. I you know, you've got me convinced. I can't wait to get my hands on what it is that you're what you're building, um, because you know, out of everybody that I've talked to, it seems like everybody's in a silo. So everybody's in here, right, on your wrist, on your face, uh, on, you know, on your wrist, around your neck, as I said. Uh, and what you're trying to do is liberate that, and I think that it's fascinating, uh, very, yeah, very, very fascinating. Put everybody to in the same uh, in the same. I think that everybody working on wearables, watches, and, and glasses, 
uh, are in a different category and they are really quite useful to what we're doing because what we're doing is a world where uh, lots of things are being sensed and, and you have real-time knowledge uh, or awareness of, of, of what the world you're immersed in is, is uh, I mean, what's going on in your, in your world. So the, the ways of uh, having information right now on computers or screens that you look at from time to time is not adapted to a real-time acceleration of real-time data. So you also need, on the other side, the, the, the output devices for, for these things. So I, I, I see really glasses and, and, and watches or whatever wearables really fit into the setup. Like we are just enablers of the whole thing. I can't wait. I cannot wait to see this. I knew it would be good. I, I, like, I'm so fascinated by what you guys are doing. Where should we send people for more information? It, like, you know, to add to the line of developers? Uh, well, everything is on sensemother.com. Sensemother.com? Uh, yeah, all attached, sensemother.com. And, and, uh, uh, and if they want to have more information about the company, sense is uh, sensesen.se. Perfect. So sensemother.com or sensesen.se. Rafi, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate your candor. I, I'm glad that we can connect. I know that it's late in uh, in Paris, and I appreciate you coming on to Untether.tv and, uh, and telling us a little bit more about what you guys are up to. Thank you very much for having me. We've been speaking with Rafi, who's the uh, founder and CEO of a company called Sense. They are the creators of Mother. Go to sensesen.se for more information. Thank you guys who are still here listening, watching, whatever you are doing, wherever you are. I know you found some value in this. And if you did, please, please reach out to Rob at Untether.tv. Let me know what you thought as well. Um, and of course, you can just hit up Untether.tv anytime for more episodes like this. Rafi, thank you for doing this. I appreciate your time. Thank you.